Well, hello and welcome to the Ramon Foster Show brought to you by the Get-Go Cafe and Market. He is Ramon back in Hendersonville, Tennessee after a week in Mobile, Alabama. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports in downtown. And Ramon, Senior Bowl practices are actually a bigger deal than the Senior Bowl game, aren't they? It's weird. They are, man. One, I'll say this. I have a a newfound respect for people that have the Big J journalist next to their name. Oh, here we go. You hear me, DK? I I get the grind, (laughs) the hustle, the travel, the the tiredness of it all. Man, diet just broke in half, okay? Just done shatter. I didn't eat the first day I was down until dinner, do you understand me? Oh, like, I understand you. <laughs> coffee, little bit of water, and then dinner like and late, then, and then more coffee to get did, the content out. <laughs> yes, yes, man. I got baked in the sun the first day down there. I was just like, "Why am I so tired?" Well, it's because you are almost a raisin, raisin, okay. <laughs> but it was so cool, man. Got an opportunity to see some of my old friends there, meaning uh, the Steelers, uh, a bunch of guys that I saw. Um, that played ball to I saw the uh, legendary Cincinnati Bengals uh, tackle Willie Anderson mm-hmm. met him a few Hall of Famers just good camaraderie but the game itself the practices that's what the week is all about DK um, it was fun to watch it it was uh, super cool talking to some of the prospects down there getting an understanding of you know one how nervous they all are <laughs> they look like 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 little sheep in the pen just being herded around by you know the the, the guard dog like they're yep. looking like what's next um but you should have saw the amount of scouts personnel teams representation there and this practice that the practices that I saw were more business like from the idea of what they're looking for and how they're trying to you know uh evaluate these players man there's a lot of detail that goes into it a lot of eyes DK like not just fan eyes but important eyes on the prospect that are out there like these are all the potential draft picks and that, and they're going through for people who've never seen or heard or read about this they're going through intensive drills these aren't these oh, aren't yeah. these aren't saturday walkthroughs okay no. this is they're they're trying to beat the man across from them in most cases we're talking really the, i mean honestly the sexy stuff at this at these kind of events tends to be the 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 line play oh yeah and and uh we ended up uh talking to jim Nagy this uh the, today too um he's the executive over the senior bowl mm-hmm. and he says one of, he used to be a former scout and he overtook this game and the management of it one thing he did emphasize one was the big guys this is the biggest you know working resume builder that they're, that they're gonna have is at the senior bowl yes but him being a former scout he also told not just the bigs but the small guys hey look we're gonna work special teams because not everybody that got invited here is going to be a position player. Right, right, right. You, you know, so they worked on that. They they worked on, um, you know, like the special team drills and stuff like that. And he was telling them, a unique story he told me was the fact that uh, the pandemic year, when everything shut down, he was like, the only game that really was played was the senior bowl. He I remember said, this. Yeah. He tell those guys, look, the, you had scouts and teams calling them to get GPS speeds from special team stuff that they did. So the emphasis on going 100 miles per hour on special teams, they may call him or they do call him asking, hey, how fast did he run in drills? 
He was like, they don't know when you ran it. It's the idea that you ran 22 miles per hour that they're That's looking at. They don't care where you were going. <laughs> they don't care if you ran right past the guy you were supposed to no, tackle. They care how fast you got there. How, what did that number say? Because they build off that type of potential practice stuff, man. But mm-hmm. by and large, DK, there was one, two groups that when they work, the bees swarmed, and that oh. was the O-line versus D-line 101s. Well, now, hey. isn't that a pleasant coincidence considering where the local team just might have some Ooh. needs? By and large, I'm talking about there was wide receivers and DBs on the other end running routes, backs on backers around the 50-yard line, but at the 10-yard end in the end zone, O-line versus D-line runs and pass protecting attracted the most eyes out of all, which told me, again, it is a big man sport, DK, and there's a value put on it, too. Um, just some of the guys that, that popped off to me, man, on the national side, on the defensive line, man, Nesta J. Severa out of Arizona State. Not a super tall guy, man. He's 6'1", 307. Uh, reminds you, I don't even want to label like Aaron Donald's stature, but he's like Aaron Donald's stature. I know what you're saying, yeah. Uh, undersized D-line that really got a whole lot of penetration against the interior guys. And AD was always going to be one of those types of players who would lead to other yeah. types like him. Does that make sense? And when when the old thing. conventional Casey Hampton type nose tackle went out, AD comes in and says, listen, I'm built like this and I'm not going to look like what, it, but guess what? I'm getting back there. I'm getting to the backfield. Uh, Javon Hargrave. Yeah. Was, I mean, you know, if you got him in the right mood, he'd tell you that's what he wanted to be. One hundred percent. And then to your point, though, like the size and measurements of them all, that's what they're tracking. But like the play of those guys at that size is what's most attractive because everybody in this copycat league of the NFL is saying, well, I want one of those. too." Uh, uh, can I have a ninety nine, please? <laughs> please give me a ninety nine. <laughs> he he was good, man. On the uh, national side, again, um, there's a defensive end. OK, out of Georgia Tech, Keon White. I just kept saying, who's number six? Who's number six? I have my had my play sheet. He was fast off the edge, bended really well. Coming out of Georgia Tech, tell you he's a smart guy, super aggressive, and just flashed, man. So it was good to see him do work. He was a defensive end, though. His size, according to their sheet, said he's 6'4", almost 6'5", and 280. So this yeah. is a big, thick no, kid, big dude, man. Yeah. But but could move and had long arms, and it was really good to kind of see him do work like that. Give me uh, a couple couple offensive lines. Oh, I can't wait to get to the offensive yeah, line. I know, okay, you I knew know. that. All right, I you knew it, that. but I'm, I'm also looking at the <laughs> clock here. Uh, yes, uh, McC- McClendon Curtis out of UT chat, offensive lineman, 6'5", 330-ish, uh, plays guard, will play some center too. Another kid, man, center out of Michigan, uh, Ola, Ola Sungan, Ola Watimi out of Michigan, really good cat. Jalen Duncan, very athletic tackle out of Maryland. Flash pretty good, needed a whole lot of uh, work, they say. It's just need consistency. Uh, Dewan Jones, the big oh, tackle no. out of Ohio State. We don't need to be talking about him. No, we're, we're, <laughs> we don't need to be talking about him and getting anybody's hopes up. He no. He's not last until 17. No, he's not. He, we're, we're good on that one, man. But across that, man, uh, from that point right there, other offensive linemen, Tyler Steen out of Alabama, Osiris Torrance, the big guard out of Florida, uh, Darnell Wright, I know, has got a lot of people interest uh, out of Tennessee. John Michael Schmitz out of Minnesota, really good 
And also Steve Avila, TCU guard, flashed really well this weekend. I love how you cruised right through the Tennessee guy as if it wasn't somebody that you had all kinds of like, yeah, I've only seen talk about him more? every <laughs> single game he's ever played. <laughs> Let me tell you more about him, man. When, when, next yeah, when we come back. <laughs> Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show. Wrapping up Senior Bowl week, Ramon was down in Mobile, Alabama, uh, working that. And here we are, Ramon, talking about Darnell Wright, (laughs) as I knew he would end up doing when we started this show. Uh, He is a a tackle at Tennessee. He is seen potentially as maybe being a guard type in the NFL, but, you know, Everyone lists him everywhere at tackle, and everybody wants to stay at tackle. Yeah, you know, that's just that's just the culture. Uh, tell me a little bit about him because he's right in that that Sweet spot, that Steelers range. There, you know, he is. And you reminded me earlier, we do have two first round picks. Yes, it's, yeah, I, seventeen is, and thirty two, and of course, forty nine isn't that far behind that. No, so three picks in the top fifty. That's um, yeah, that's major, man. Um, l- looking at, at him, he could be right tackle uh, or a guard, too. And, th- and that's the thing, too. And I'll say this. Most times when you bring up guard to a tackle, to a guy that's only been a tackle his entire life. Yeah, right. <laughs> they look at you side eye. I did yeah. the exact same thing. But it's a matter of what, what where you going to actually be your strongest at. I think if when you take a college tackle and you bring his athletic ability to the inside, if mm-hmm. that guy is willing to change, you're going to get a, uh, you're going to be able to maximize all of his strengths because naturally at tackle, you know how to pass that. You just got to refine it a little bit more as far as setting tighter, not kicking out as much and all of those little small, you know, technical things that you got to go through DK. But Darnell Wright, man, a former uh, five-star prospect out of yes. West Virginia. Always a big deal. He was born a big deal. He was. And I'll say this. I don't know how many five stars ever came out of West Virginia either. So it tells you how oh, significant. They have them. They have they, them. They, they, they have them? Mm-hmm. I'm have to start looking that one up. I got to hit the research <laughs> department at DK, DK Pittsburgh Sports, okay? Um, but from from there, though, man, he he's a guy that's a big athlete. He moves well. He's aggressive as ever. I watched him in the run game, man. He rolled his hips naturally. It wasn't a force type of thing. Can he, you know, keep his head up a little bit more? Yes, those are small item things, man, when you're looking at what the actual product is. It's coaching. Oh, my God. That's coaching. And what did we hear Coach T say one time? Don't talk to me about what a guy won't do when it's just simply coaching. That's what we're paid to do is to coach guys up. And I think that would, <laughs> that would be something that's right up his, his wheel box, uh, wheelhouse when it comes down to it. Um, super prideful, too. I ended up interviewing his uh, college quarterback, Hendon Hooker. Uh, he was down there with a, with a torn, rehabbing his torn ACL, and he got the invite, too. And uh, he said he got a little ticked off at him. Uh, Darnell did because he ran out of bounds one time on his side, and I think he created a sack. He hadn't given up a sack in over twenty games, if not longer. And it was charged to him. They didn't charge him for it, but he got instantly mad at him because he's like, "Dude, what are you doing? Don't do this." Clean, yeah. Yeah, he's like, "Keep my slate clean." He (laughs) said, "He told him we already don't get uh, stats, and you gonna give me the one bad one we actually get." 
And you know um, what's funny? At an event like the one that you were at, the details, yeah. the anecdotes, the stories, the conversations oh, that my. happen. Moan, the stuff that these scouts look for isn't what people think they're looking for. They no. think that they're looking at a certain play and then they're grading the play. That's the stuff that people like like me are doing. Yes. Okay? What are the scouts actually looking for? This is what they're looking for. I ended up having a conversation with one because we're I was on the sideline just, you know, I, I'm going to talk to a wall if it's there, okay? When I'm in my mode and that was a football mode to be in, I see you with a pen in the paper and you writing stuff. And I was like, hey, what, what are you looking at? Who are you studying? He was like, I'm looking at the cornerbacks, the safety, and you know, the, the secondary. I was like, so what do you look at? I know you got the entire field, but what specifically can mm-hmm. you see down here? Oh, he was like, man, by the time I get here, I've, all, I've already looked at the film. I've already seen what I think may or may not be true. He's like, when I'm down here and I get to see these guys do this type of work, I'm looking to see how true or not true it is. If I think a guy has tight hips, I need to see if he has tight hips at cornerback. If I think he has fast footwork, I need to see that in person too. If this guy breaks on the ball well, I need to see him. They're looking at the technical side of what they saw on film already, the scouting aspect of it. The scouts don't just sit around all day. Like They literally have a breakdown of almost every Every player at that position, good, great, bad, and different. They have all of that. And They're that's why verification. They are seeking verification. Yeah. Does this tackle roll his hips when he come out? How good is the center when he snaps it? Does he have an issue snapping the ball back? The quarterbacks, how does where is his arm slide at when he actually throws it when I see him in person? They're confirming or denying all things that that they saw in their scouting. That's why, DK, those practices are so good and why they're so uh, populated by uh, personnel, NFL personnel. I don't think many go to the game at all. That's what I've heard. Yeah. They go for the practices. And let me tell you, like, the stands is just lined with NFL personnel on their side of the stands, man. And they are in tune to everything that they're looking for as far as uh, the young prospects out there. You know, and it's character stuff, too. Um, you know, whenever the Steelers drafted Alex Highsmith, they told the story, Kevin Colbert and Mike Tomlin both did, about being so impressed with something that Highsmith had shown them Yeah, in, a, in, a, in Charlotte's Pro Day. Mm-hmm. And where it was, uh, it was something that he had done in a special teams drill, and the way he reacted to it. Mm-hmm. And they said, you know, a lot of times you can almost hear. I, if I can do a Kevin Colbert imitation. I'm not going to do it for you, but he'll say, "Ah, oh, there." You know, when you watch these guys sometimes, and they're not all that into it, or they feel like the special teams. And he showed us something, and you could see. Tomlin's sitting to Colbert's right, just going oh, yeah. like this. Mm-hmm. And that that one little thing told them, listen, you know, you don't put a third round pick on a guy that's that's gonna yeah. be you think is a special teams guy, but you want him to have that attitude and that approach. And that told yes. them just that one and you they embrace, they eat up every little morsel that they can. They really do because you you got to think their jobs are contingent on this type of stuff too. Sure. So they got to be right to see that. And and that was one of the things that they said was probably the most advantageous to, for like the the trenches, the O line and D line. They usually go back to back, usually two at a time. I saw uh, a player in particular, offensive lineman, get put on his back a little bit, probably nervous. I can admit that uh, that happens. Probably a little nervous, and he got got. 
gets up, drops his head real quick, and I'm like, you better go back. You got to go back to the line of scrimmage. You got to ask for one more. And he does. Goes back to the line of scrimmage, and he was a whole lot better that time around. Like, that's what they're looking to see because on film, DK, Mm -hmm. all listeners, like, they get just the rep. They don't get the emotions in between telling this guy, I'm waving my hand if you're listening to the pot. Hey, run that back. Come here. You, don't leave yet. You know, and just the intensity. (laughs) Yeah, you're not done because I'm not done. That's what they get an opportunity to see. And, yes, it's the little theatrics of it. Um, And just also the other side of it is the small school guys. Like, there's a guard coming out of North Dakota State that people are pretty high off of. He played tackle at college, in college. Um, but he's also, uh, this weekend, he practiced at uh, guard and center. Cody Mock is his name. From uh, from North Dakota North, State. North Dakota. Yeah. Missing his he's two front teeth. Red-haired dude, yeah. long hair. Yeah, he's, he looks like he's quite the character. And you know what, too? I misjudged him on the first day. I pre Prejudged him on the first day of practice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't realize he played tackle. His first reps were at guard. Okay. So he turned his butt into the hole a little bit more because tackles work more on angles. Guards work more lateral than up first. On the run blocking, he turned, dropped his outside left foot back, and then he moved forward and he got pushed back. Oh, sure. Somebody told him in the back, hey, no, we need you more square. You see what I'm saying? Like, those are the differences. Which is so unfair to the kid, but yeah. (laughs) But you know what it also showed? Mm. He had a willingness to do something more than what was asked of him. Yeah. And the fact that he also grabbed that ball and started snapping too, let a team know that, look, I'm going to find a spot on the field somewhere. Yeah, that's uh, he he was actually one of the guys that was supposed to be Going into the Senior Bowl, one of the ones to mm-hmm. to watch heading in. When we come back, the only segment that matters. Say moan. Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show. And the only segment that matters, it's brought to you by our friends at the Get-Go Cafe and Market, where three expert chefs fine-tune every detail so that every sub, burger, salad, wrap, drink, and app is crafted or what they refer to as craveability. Order your favorite entry at the Get Go Cafe and Market today. Better believe it. Moan, I'm punting here today. That's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm, oh, wow. I'm 15 yards back. I got a question for my uh, Daily Shot show mm-hmm. that came from KP. And I told him I got somebody who can handle this one <laughs> infinitely better than I can. Okay. So here it comes. This is his adjusted. He actually resent it. Nice. And he says with so many capital letters and exclamation points, "Hey Moon, <laughs> what does Chuksakorafor need to work on to master his craft? What are his strengths and what are his shortcomings? And can he be that elite, all-pro caliber guy with some solid coaching from Pat Meyer?" Oh man, um- elite. Elite. I'm holding elite. you to that word in this answer. Eliteness for because him. that's where that's where I lost out here. Because yeah, for me to get try to get technical on this, I can't do that. You can't. Yeah. But I, what is it that Chooks needs? Because I know you li- you've liked Chooks's game. I have. Yep. Okay. First, what have you liked? And then second, what's the next thing? The don't next just say thing? consistency. No, no, no. Like, I know. Well, does that. We, we so we'll already log that one in. That is okay. that is yeah. above board. That's put that in the tape deck and play that all day. Consistency on repeat. Okay. <laughs> okay. What he, what he needs is 
more pizzazz in his finish, specifically in the run game, more nastiness in his finish, specifically in the run game. I think his pass game is as solid as it's going to get, especially since rushers do rush off the right tackle side. Now, if he added a bit more finish and nastiness in his run, especially on those solo blocks front side, you're going to take him to a different level. I think what he does on a play-to-play basis, you don't you don't notice because it's simply him doing his job. Why do we notice Trent Williams? Huh? It's because he's nasty as heck in the run game, right? Mm-hmm. Is, is that that's why when uh the other right tackle that I can think of off top that made all pro Jack Conklin Okay. was a big old monster when it came down to him finishing folks in the run game. Like, maybe not directly putting them on their back, but they ha- they couldn't sniff a play whatsoever. And I think that's the one component of his game that's going to make him elite. But he does that on occasion, and, that's and the- he has the personality to do it. So this isn't like one of those, just so I can clarify this for people, not to put words in your mouth, but I, I know this much about Chooks. He's not lacking competitive fire. No, he he's not lacking okay. that. Yeah, he he and I have seen him, and I, I almost get the sense, and this is again coming from the layman's perspective. Uh-huh. I almost get the sense at times with Chooks that he's so freakishly strong and athletic that his beginning move he sees it as being definitive. Mm-hmm. Okay, in other words, I did this, and that's plenty. Yeah. Sometimes it isn't. Sometimes the play takes longer to develop. It, it, it does, and to finish it, like if he flashed on film for the theatrics of uh, taking a guy to the sideline, and and we all like, I think he has that capability. Oh I think yeah, he, he has that athletic, uh, uh, just gene in him to do it. But I'll, I'll say this too, DK. Like, look at good versus great. Right, good is like, like you said, bam, I'm getting it done. And some people good is about as great as they can get because they're limited either athletically, physically, whatever the case may be. I think his level of athletic ability, he can actually push that over to the like over the top. Like the oh, clip. yeah. Yeah. And, and you I know, think like, that's the reason we're all talking about him because he he is look, I don't mean to take anything away from the rest of the guys. He was not yeah. the best offensive lineman the Steelers had this year. I think we can agree that between Mason Cole and James Daniels, the two newcomers uh-huh. You know, did showed really, really well. Probably, especially Cole. But when you're what you're talking about, yeah, is the next gear and the next level. And that's not some discussion you would necessarily have about Cole or Daniels, and you would about yeah. about Chooks because, because he's just a freak. It comes easy to him, and and yes. that may be the next phase in his career is to actually push through that, like. Be a bully and be proud of being it. Like, that's what got us noticing Terrell Suggs, just to take it to another side, right? That's why, good. why do we notice Aaron Donald? Mm-hmm. Like, why do we notice Jalen Ramsey? You know what I'm saying? Like, these is dude, Zach Martin was one of those guys. You, why do we notice him? Because you see that nasty finish when Quinn Nelson was really killing it. We saw those edgy slash dirty plays, if we can be real about that. Mm-hmm. Like, that also carries respect. That also means you're going to get everybody's best, so you got to make sure you're bringing your best also. Like, it creates a bullseye on you. But it's a level of good to great that I think having maybe an older guy around to explain that to him would actually do it. Because now he's the OG in a sense, right? Like, he's the older 
the elder guy in the room, right? When we're talking about what their ages are. Yes. Ages. Yes. Yes. Um, NFL maturity. No, 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 no. That's uh, that's still. I'm telling you, Moan. That's still just a dead heat. Yeah. <laughs> okay, it, it just is. But but like, think about Pounce. What did you notice about him? He highlighted his attributes in space. Like that's how you get put on NFL films. Mm-hmm. His knack for nastiness, right? Like yeah. everybody what was can he, admit that. What was that. he doing way over there? Was the first question you'd ask you about feel him? Me? Like another one was the Castro. Like what? What the hell, Dave? Like yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like Dave, athletic enough to go do that, and you see those finishes. Like maybe that's crafting offensive plays to put him in space like that because that's what San Francisco does for Trent. And I just continually name him because I think that's the apex of offensive tackles in the league right now. There may be another young stud out there, but everybody's chasing that dude as far as physicality, tenaciousness, just tenacity, just all of those things that take a guy to that elite level. You mentioned Dave and his athleticism. I'm, I go immediately to San Diego, and you know the play I'm thinking of. Seriously, yeah, just crawling it, around people, right? He just he 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 went flying over there to his left. And the, the effort between – the combined effort between him and Le'Veon Bell to get into that end zone against yeah. the Chargers. And no, I'm not misspeaking, by the way. If you're new to the NFL, this was actually in San Diego. <laughs> it was. It was. <laughs> and and it, was, it was unforgettable to see an offensive lineman play a starring role like that in a, in a dramatic victory. Think about the dancing bear that he was and what did it actually highlight. Man, this MFR is a dancing bear. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Think about the elites. Why oh, did Troy become wow. elite, right? Like, Troy could have been a pedestrian, but what did Troy do? He did anything he wanted to, and he did it better than everybody else. Thank you. And that's what it takes to be elite. <laughs> what was it, KP? KP, this is why you did what you did. I see you out there, though. You you you, you pulled it off. You could have gotten some lame-o answer from me, and instead you got all this, the dancing yeah. bears and everything. <laughs> Moan, have a good weekend. We will do this again on Monday, and it's going to be Super Bowl week. You know? This is big, man. Mm-hmm. We'll do picks. We'll do all that type of all stuff. All that stuff. It's going to be a fun, yeah. fun week here. Mm-hmm. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.